This is the Unique Smiles Podcast, a podcast featuring stories of people with facial paralysis and the challenges they've faced, with your host, Brian April. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Unique Smiles Podcast. My name is Brian April. Um, Before we get going, I just wanted to start off uh, a little bit about what this podcast is, um, what it isn't what I hope to do with it and give you just a little heads up, a little taste of what what this is about and my purposes in doing it. Um, First and foremost, uh, I am a stand-up comedian uh, by trade. I've been one for 20 years and I have facial paralysis through uh, Ramsey Hunt syndrome. And I'll I'll talk a little bit about that uh, in just a minute. So um, just know that I I have it. I understand, you know, what's going on with it. And uh, I understand. We'll just say that. Um, just know also, I am not a doctor. I just want to make that very, very clear, uh, to the, to the disappointment of my, my mother. I am not a doctor. Um, and so anything that, uh, I say regarding, you know, like medically, like this worked, this didn't work, whatever, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I am going to try to have some doctors on here who actually really know what they're talking about. And there'll be some other people who have, uh, a lot of experience with it and know a lot about the uh, the medical side of it and have researched it a bunch. So I'm hoping to have a nice balance of that. Um, so if you hear people, you know, kind of say things or, or whatever, again, uh, unless they're a doctor or they're really, really into the research, please just take it with a grain of salt. Um, and I just want everyone to know, uh, like I said, being a stand-up comedian, I uh, sometimes joke about things because that's just how I deal with things. I have a, a, a different sense of humor. I always try to find the funny in everything in life. And I respect and understand that not everybody is in the same point of recovery from facial paralysis as I am. Uh, for me, it's been uh, about eight and a half years. So I've had a chance to, to kind of go through my grieving, my mourning, and um, and I still have times where that, that's an issue, but I understand that, you know, some people it's been 25 years, some people it's been, you know, their whole life. Uh, some people, if you're listening to this, you may have just been diagnosed with <clears throat> Bell's palsy or Mobius or, you know, uh, you have acoustic neuroma or whatever, um, and you may have just had that, you know, a couple days ago or a week ago, and you're you know, and you're scared and you're upset and you're, you're trying to find something different. And so uh, I appreciate that not everybody is there. So if I say anything that seems, you know, that's something like insensitive or whatever, just know that's not my intent. It's just how I deal with things. I make fun of it because I've always found that laughter, if you can laugh at something that's bringing you pain, uh, it removes that pain. So, uh, but just understand I'm aware. So I will try to find the balance of, of being entertaining and, um, um, engaging and also understanding, um, and, and respectful. So please understand that I'm definitely going to try to do that. Um, my hope and reason for doing this podcast is when I got sick, there was very little out there, um, on the internet for Ramsey Hunt syndrome. There was just a little bit and there was a forum and I was glad to have the forum, but when I went there, it was um, it was pretty depressing, truthfully, because uh, and it's not to say it was a bad site. It's just there were very few people that went on it and were like, hey, I'm doing much better. You know, it was never that it was always people who were just in the beginning or, you know, going through it or just complaining about, you know, things that happened. So 
as somebody you know who had recently suffered facial paralysis, it was very weird for me to go and um, try to find hope and optimism, and, and I just went to this place where there was none. And so my my goal with this this podcast is to try to bring you people who have uh, been through facial paralysis, um, one way or the other, whether it's through injury, Mobius, you know, like I said, uh, acoustic neuroma, um, Bell's palsy. Ramsey Hunt syndrome, you know, uh, brain in, uh, or trauma, uh, nerve trauma. So anything like that, that have been able to do that and still pick up and move on and, and still attack life and still show that there's life after facial paralysis and what that kind of uh, looks like. Uh, still going to do great things. Like I still go out and perform now and I speak and I, I love, I love, love, love doing that and making people laugh. And I talk about my facial paralysis in my act. Um, so we're going to try to find some, some things. I get some, uh, great guests lined up. Uh, I get some really, really smart people who are way smarter than I am. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And I hope that it, it gives you, um, some inspiration and some hope, um, that this can get better and you can still do things. You can still go out and you can still, you know, open up a, a, a you know a, a flower store if you want to do that or you can still be you know a great web designer or you can still hey you can still be out in, in the public eye you know uh that's what i am and uh, there's a few other people that uh, i'm hoping to get on here that are very much in the public eye and uh so that's kind of my goal anyway um so i'll tell you a little bit about uh, to me my story uh, i've been a professional comedian for um about 20 years now and in 2009, um, I got sick with, uh, I was, uh, it was about a week before my birthday and I started getting this pain behind my, my left eye. And I was like, oh, this, this really hurts. Um, so we went to the, the hospital and, uh, we went to the doctor and I was misdiagnosed. They thought it was TMJ and they, they thought it was, you know, oh, you just have a migraine. And I was like, I don't get migraines. Um. And it just got progressively worse. And uh, um, the next day, it felt like I was getting stabbed in the eye, uh, which was really interesting. And my doctor, my father-in-law, who is a neurologist, was like, oh, he should probably go get a, a spinal tap because it sounds like he's got some sort of, you know, viral infection. And uh, my doctors didn't listen. And they were just like, no, it's headaches. It's this. It's that. It's cluster headaches. And so for the next probably uh, five, six days, we were either at the emergency room, uh, urgent care, or my doctor's office, or a combination of two of them within every day of the week. And then finally, my face started, uh, my face fell, and then my eye didn't blink, and I started slurring my words while we were in the emergency room. And I was like, hey, I can't, I'm slurring my words, and I can't close my eye. And uh, they're like, well, you know, we're probably still going to send you home with some more medicine. And then uh, finally, somebody, uh, the, the on-call doctor, the ER, uh, listened to my father-in-law. They gave me a spinal tap and they were like, oh, you know, you, we don't think you'll have anything. But they're like, oh, you have viral meningitis and you also have, you know, uh, which I thought originally was uh, Bell's palsy, but it's not. Uh, it was Ramsey Hunt syndrome. And Ramsey Hunt, uh, Ramsey Hunt syndrome, if I can speak, um, it's basically it affects all your facial nerves. So you get hearing loss. I got hearing loss. I get vision loss. I get vertigo. I uh, lost taste in my mouth. Obviously, the slurring of the speech. Uh, so there's a lot of like balance issues, all that sort of stuff. Um, 
long story short, too late, I know. Um, I spent the next month, uh, I spent a, a week in the hospital, and then I spent the next month at home in bed with the IV, and uh, so they fought that, they fought the infections. Um, I didn't have any, they told me, you know, oh, I should be fine in a couple of weeks, which is the worst thing you can say. And if you're out there and someone tells you that you have Bell's palsy and it's going to be better in a couple of weeks or you have whatever, and it's going to be better in a couple of weeks, don't listen to them. Um, just understand it's going to heal when it's going to heal. And uh, because it, it was nice to have a little bit of hope, like, oh, it's just two weeks, it's just two weeks. But when two weeks comes and goes and there's no change, that is devastating. Um, mine, I didn't see any real movement. My eye didn't close for over nine months. Uh, I had to tape my eye down at night. I had to do all that sort of stuff. Uh, I lost uh, all the hearing in my left ear and I eventually got most of it back, probably about 70% of it back. So I'm thankful for that. Uh, and during my recovery, that was kind of my thing. Like there were all these issues and I said, well, what, what are the things that I want the most? And I was like, well, if I can just get, uh, my hearing back and my eye to close I'll be happy like I'll take everything else you know so I got that and I went online and I was like okay trying to find some things and it just wasn't hap you know happening and and I was very depressed I'm not gonna lie uh, some of you might be now or some of you might just be whatever and it was hard because no one unless you go through this people don't understand you know they say oh it's not even you know you can barely notice and it's like i can notice a big difference there's a huge difference and i think um i became super hypersensitive to it you know it's like oh i know my body very well i know my mouth very well because I, I do impressions and i do voices and i like so like i learned how you know all my facial muscles worked and so when they weren't working, it was very easy for me to tell. Um, and so, you know, that kind of went along and I was just really upset. And then I decided, you know, I, I just started getting like a little angrier and I went through the, you know, I went through sadness and uh, depression and grief. And I just, I, I felt miserable and I didn't want to be depressed anymore. And I, I didn't want to feel miserable anymore and I just hated it I hated my life um, and I, I had no idea it was so scary during that time because I had no idea what the future you know held for me there was nobody could give me any clear definitive answers because everybody's different it was just like well maybe you'll heal you know and that is uh, something that just freaked me out and so eventually, you know, I, I was talking to my family. They were sitting around the table and I started to like complain. And I did this little uh, troll voice that I call it um, that, that's in my act. And everybody started laughing. And what I was doing was just kind of putting a, a voice to how I felt. Um, I felt like a monster. I felt like, you know, uh, this, this troll that there, nobody could love and all that sort of thing. And everybody started laughing because I guess my sense of humor started to come through. And then, um, and then they're like, oh, do it again, do it again. That was really funny. And so then the comedian side of me came, you know, started to kick in. And I was like, well, how can I tweak it a little bit to make it funnier? And then I was like, okay, that's actually kind of funny. And then I started to like make fun of myself. Uh, I originally did it as a way to like attack myself, just to be angry and just attack the illness at what I had become. And then, like, it just started, for me, to, like, everyone started laughing, and that made 
them comfortable and that started to like make me comfortable with it and it started to take away some of the pain that I had. Um, and so I was still afraid to like go outside. I was still afraid to like be social, like how am I gonna go back on stage? But I knew like eventually I'm gonna have to go back on stage and, and make fun of it. Like I just have to in order for my life to continue and to go on because it, I was miserable. And so, you know, I, I did, I started to uh, stream some videos online of me. Uh, I was playing video games at the time and I was like, well, I'll just do this as a, a test. And, you know, because people on the internet are just ruthless with their comments, you know, because they're anonymous, so they, they'll bash you. And what I found was really interesting was um, I really wasn't getting bashed and I wasn't really getting made fun of. I had people who said, like, did you have a stroke? Um, do you have Bell's palsy? Or, you know, like, what's wrong with your face? But it wasn't in a mean-spirited way. Uh, it was just people who were curious. Maybe they knew somebody. Their, their uncle had Bell's palsy or, or something like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, mine wasn't Bell's palsy, but, you know, they were just curious. And I found the, the, the person that said the most negative things was me. You know, the self-talk that I gave myself was far worse and far meaner than anything that anybody online has ever said to me or anybody in person has ever said to me. Nobody can touch that compared to what I said about myself. Uh, and so, you know, it, it, I learned that I have to like be kind to myself. And that's my advice if you're, if you're dealing with this right now is just be kind to yourself. Uh, let your body heal. Um, so anyway, I started to do that and I go, okay, well maybe if that works, you know, and people aren't saying that when they don't have to, maybe I can kind of go outside a little bit. Um, so then I started to go outside a little bit more and a little bit more. And, um, you know, most people don't even notice me, which was great. You know, if you think about your day today, think about how many people you've gone by, how many people you've talked to, and have you, you know, have you noticed them? Have you noticed what their face looks like in great detail? I notice a little bit more now because I'm hypersensitive and it's one of the first things I look at whenever I see somebody is what's their smile look like. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, can you remember all the people that you passed today or, or that you walked by today? Probably not. Um, so then I started to like put that together logically like, okay, people aren't really paying attention to me. They're just kind of stuck in their own little world trying to live their life. I was like, okay, so uh, if, if the mean people aren't going to say anything and people don't really care, then I can, I can start to go back outside and, and live a little bit more. Um, and so that kind of got me into like, okay, I got to get back on stage and I got to perform. And that was really scary uh, for me. And I had been performing forever since, you know, at, at that point. And to just get up and talk about it and be in a dark room with the spotlight right on my face is just like, okay, uh, here we go. And, um, I developed synkinesis, which, uh, this is the only, you know, thing. if you don't know what synkinesis is, it's a, um, when my nerves rewired, uh, when they healed, they rewired incorrectly. So now I have involuntary movement with certain things. So if I, uh, make a circle with my lips, um, uh, my eye will close, or if I smile really wide, my eye will close, um, and my neck will pull, and that sort of thing. That's synkinesis, so it's involuntary movement. Uh, people have, you know, they chew and they get tears, or, the, it, you know, there's so many different things. 
uh, or they'll blink their eyes and their their smile, you know, their mouth will pull. So I had that, and I was just like, well, okay, let's you know, let's do it. So I got back out, and I started to just started slowly, small little places, just uh, telling my little jokes, just to to make fun of myself, and people started to laugh, and I was afraid. I didn't know if people would laugh or not. Um, and it's really more, I'm not making fun of people who have it. I'm making fun of me and what I felt like it was my experience. And so people could kind of relate a little bit because we all have insecurities. It's just ours. You can see, you know, some people struggle with addiction or they struggle with their, their, uh, what they think they look like because of their hair or their weight or whatever. And you can't tell, uh, from the inside because it's all on the inside. Uh, ours is right out in front so you just kind of go all right and so you know I learned to start to talk about it and the more that I talked about it just getting the words out and not holding on to all those feelings of anxiety and feelings of shame and disappointment because my life is over or whatever um, it started to lighten up and so that's kind of you know what my whole thing is, is just get out there, get the words out. Um, I if if you go to therapy, like do that. Find a support group. Uh, I'm part of a, a great group here in uh, Southern California. There's I'm lucky. There's uh, three support groups that I can go to. One in San Diego, one in Orange County, and uh, one in Los Angeles. So I'm very very fortunate that I can be a part of that. Um, so yeah, check that out. Like see what you can do to get out there and just get it off your chest and. So then I, I continued uh, to do things. I, I auditioned for TV shows, which I knew I would never get. Um, and it was just a matter of like, I have to do this. And now it's interesting, you know, these years later, as I've gotten more comfortable with it, my story about facial paralysis and uh, Ramsey Hunt syndrome has made me much more of a unique uh, individual and performer and I actually get more attention from uh, television shows and like things that I, I audition for because I have a story and, and people genuinely want to know. And when I talk about it on stage, it's, it's really interesting. Everyone will be laughing, laughing, laughing. And then I start talking about Ramsey Hunt syndrome and the place goes dead quiet and you can just hear a pin drop. And I always found that really interesting. And then one night I, I made a comment on stage and I was like, wow, you guys get really quiet. And this guy in the audience goes, well, that's because we're interested. And I was like, wow, all right, that is the nicest heckle ever. Um, but it also pointed out, you know, that like people do, people do genuinely care. And I think um, like when people would stop and stare at me or um, when they see somebody, if, if you have it and people like, you know, look at you, I think. It's not like, oh, what a monster. They're not thinking that. They're like, oh, I wonder what's wrong. And um, for me, I always felt uncomfortable around people who were in wheelchairs because I was just like, oh, that would be awful. I wouldn't want my life to be like that. Um, and then I started to learn. I made some friends with people who, who were um, in wheelchairs and, um, and wheelchairs for life and that sort of thing. And it was like, Oh, they're comfortable. So if they're comfortable with it, I can be comfortable with it and they can just be who they are. And that's what I found. Like after that initial uh, little awkwardness, everyone kind of just accepts for who you are and what you do. So 
you know, that's a, a little bit of my story, and I just continue now, and I just do more and more and more, and I really just try to raise awareness with every show um, for facial paralysis and people who have it. Um, because I think there's a lot of things that, that people don't realize. Like, a lot of people think if because you have facial paralysis that you're slow or you're stupid or um, whatever. It's like, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stupid for other reasons, but not because of that, you know? So, <clears throat> um that just became my goal and my, my thing. So that's just a, a real quick thing of my story. And um, I, I've changed so much over the years. And I'm so, I'm actually really, at first I was very upset. You know, you mourn the, the life that you lose or whatever. And I'm so grateful now because I've met so many wonderful people uh, through these support groups and online and, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, to make a connection with somebody like that, it's, it's invaluable and it just fills my soul with like happiness and like purpose. And, um, you know, I, I never thought there would be anything positive out of it. And, and I, I'm so, I'm so glad I was wrong and I'm so glad that, uh, I've had a chance to do what I'm doing. And, uh, now I'm trying to do this podcast to hopefully, you know, reach out to more people, um, because I, I just love it. And it's, it's been such a, a great gift for me to, to have. So, uh, I guess I'll just give you a little bit of advice and we'll wrap it up. Oh, the other thing, uh, the podcast, I'm going to try to keep them between 20 to 30 minutes, unless it's like an amazing, amazing, amazing show or whatever. Um, because no one wants to listen to me ramble on for, for that long. Um, so what, some of the things I learned was, um, like I said, I was, I was always the meanest to me. Um, just, I just go out and do it. Like, I'm still glad that I can. I can go to the beach or I can listen to the ocean or I can smell the, the, the ocean air or go outside and, and see, you know, palm trees or I can go out and smell roses, like all that sort of stuff. I know it sounds kind of corny and everything, but like there are people who are far worse off than I am, um, you know, that are struggling, battling for their life or, or just have, you know, some other conditions that I just I can't even imagine living with. And I'm just so grateful that I can still do the things that I love to do. And, you know, there's like an eight second window when someone first meets you where they're like trying to gather all the information in. And so they so they notice your face or, or whatever. Maybe they don't. But who cares? You know, just get out there and do what you want to do. Be the person that you are. Be a good person. And that's what people are going to know. That's what people are going to see. Um you know, when, when I used to take pictures, uh, I don't, I didn't, I stopped taking pictures for a long time, like probably a lot of you, um, because I, I hated the way I looked and my smile was terrible. And I, you know, I tried to do the turn to the side and, you know, make a face or whatever. And I stopped taking pictures with my family, with my friends, you know, with my wife. And then I was like, you know, that's, that's not fair because when they see a picture of me, they don't see the facial paralysis. They see, you know, my mom sees her son. Um, you know, they see, you know, they'll see whoever you are. You you know, if, if you have kids, they see their mom. They see their dad. They see whoever you are, the brother, the sister, the friend. Um, they, they see that and they think about the time. Oh, that was awesome when we were in France. That was such a great trip. They don't sit there and go, oh, look at the face. Look at how the eyes squinting. Like they don't, they don't do that 
um, we do that because we are so critical on ourselves. But I got to tell you, I did that before I had facial paralysis. So nothing really changed for me in regards to that. So now I don't mind taking pictures at all. I know that there's a, 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 a face that I can do that is kind of like a goofy face that's fun. Uh, I know that there's a face that's just kind of like a resting one that I can do. Um, and other than that, I really don't care if they catch me in a candid, you know, photo where uh, I don't look very attractive. Hey, here's, here's a little test. Uh, turn on the news or any TV show and just randomly pause it when someone's talking and they're going to have a weird face. And that's what a picture is. Um, and it could be the, the nicest looking, you know, person on TV and you pause it and they're going to look weird. So, so try, <laughs> try that and you'll see what I mean. So just, you know, don't be afraid of pictures. Don't be afraid of, you know, living your life and going out and experiencing things. Don't get to the point where it's okay for you to go out and have a good time again. Get, you know, where you can go out and do what you want to do. Um, because I was just miserable just sitting there by myself, just not doing anything. And I was just trapped in my house and I, I just, it was killing me. And I would rather go out and do something than, than sit in the house and just... uh live that life. That's not what I wanted. So, you know, get out there, take pictures. And the more you do it, the better you'll be. And, um, just go for it, you know, live life, have fun. And that's, that's really, you know, those are the main points that I have. I just, you know, we only have so much time in this, this planet. And I, I just want to do everything I can to have, have fun and enjoy my life. So I hope you do too, and uh, we're going to have some stories uh, of some amazing, amazing stories um, on this, this podcast, and I really hope you, you'll uh, listen, and you'll subscribe, and you'll um, be inspired. You can uh, write in questions uh, if you have any questions, or if you know I have a certain guests coming in, you can uh, do that. I believe the website that we have is uh, uniquesmiles.podbean, podbean, sorry, with an N, Dot com and uh, the email address is unique smiles at uh, or unique smiles podcast at gmail.com so if you have any questions or comments please feel free to write in let me know that you like it let me know you didn't like it uh, I want to try to make it as um, interactive as I can and I want to make it so it's about things that you want to hear about so if you have ideas for shows or people that you want to hear from Please let me know, and I will do everything in my power to try to, to make it happen. Um, and that's about it for now, guys. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, please listen. Please subscribe, all that sort of stuff. And just be kind to yourself. Let your body rest if you're going through it right now. If you're, if you're struggling, get out and talk to somebody. Talk to a friend. Talk to a therapist. Find a support group. There's stuff online. Um, facialparalysisfoundation.org. Um, they're a sponsor of the show. They uh, have online support group meetings. They're, they're absolutely amazing. They're wonderful. And I wouldn't have uh, even come around if it wasn't for them. Uh, I did a survey. I'll tell you this really quickly and we'll wrap it up. I did a survey for um, somebody who I'm actually going to have on the podcast. They were looking for people with facial paralysis. And um, so I did it, and we did an interview and all that sort of stuff. And then she said, hey, do you know there's this uh, support group in, in Orange County? And I was like, no, I had no idea. And so it was run by the Facial Paralysis and Bell's Palsy Foundation. 
And then I, I, I went into a room and I spoke and I was around, I don't know, 15 people who all had facial paralysis and uh, all from different causes. And it was just, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing how quickly you get a sense of like community and understanding and, and okay. And being, having a place where you can actually share. So I encourage you to look out, find some online support groups, find a, a local support group. If you know that there's somewhat of a community of people who have it, create a support group. That's what we did in San Diego. We, we started our own. Um, so get out there and do what you need to do um, to, to, you know, get it off your chest, to, to be around others, to lift each other up, to support each other, but just get back out there and live your life, you know? Uh, let your body heal, do everything you need to do medically, and find whatever it is, if you have balance issues or whatever, find what, what your new life is and still go out and enjoy the heck out of it. So uh, anyway, that's it for me for now, and I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoy this coming up, and um, just be well. And, and take care of yourself, and we'll, uh, we'll get rolling really soon. Thank you so much for listening.